0: And when you think of like Google, for example, as a, as a parallel, if you say that Google is a search engine, you're like, Ugh, like, why the hell would I want to work for Google? But if you say that I'm going to go work for the, the software that organizes the world's information, you're like, oh, I like it, let's do it, right? And so I, I very early spent a lot of time thinking about how to talk about what we're trying to do here to get people excited and to get people to understand what it is that we're doing.
1: Okay, so I'm happy to be here today with Ian Jeffrey. He is the co-founder and CEO at Breathe Life. Welcome Ian.
0: Thanks for uh, for having me, Josh. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, great. So maybe you could walk us through your, your background and sort of entrepreneurial experience, and how that led you to co-found breed life.
0: Yeah, with pleasure. Um, so I'm actually uh, I've been an entrepreneur my my entire life, and I was uh, been specifically focused on tech for about uh, fifteen years. And I had built a few businesses in tech. Uh, you know the first one was picture sharing was the first picture sharing app on the planet way before uh, Instagram. Uh, And then we built a password manager uh, out of Montreal, which is the company we sold to Intel. We started working on Revife in late 2017, and uh, we brought on two other co-founders, two friends of ours as well. And we've been at it officially full-time since January 2018. So we started out actually looking to be uh, uh, like the the life insurance brand of the future that I like to say. So similar to Ladder Life or Ethos, or Fabric, or any of those that are building a brand, we went out looking to become a direct-to-consumer life insurance solution where people would come to our website and would buy life insurance online. And to make a very long story short is that we started realizing that perhaps the real opportunity was not to become uh, the next ladder life or, or the next Ethos, but really to be more of an enabler and build a software... Uh, software as a service that we can license to insurance carriers that haven't tra- transformed digitally yet that are still doing things either on paper or through legacy tech. And so what, we, what we've what we brought to market now is a white label solution that we sell primarily into life insurance carriers that haven't transformed yet. And they're using our software uh, and providing it to their, their captive uh, agents, their independent agents or making it available straight on their website so consumers can buy uh, from the comfort of their home on, on their iPhone or, or on their computer in their pajamas at, at 10 p.m. if they want.
1: So, you know, dialing in a bit on the, the topic of corporate resiliency in a growth organization, any, any lessons learned you brought in from your past ventures to try to you know, increase the odds of success?
0: Timing is extremely difficult. Right. And it's the one thing that as entrepreneurs we control the least is the timing at which we're building uh, or chasing that opportunity. So without going into too many detail, but, you know, when we built the picture sharing app, which is called Radar, we essentially had the exact perfect vision. Right. We went around the world telling people that one day we would all take pictures with our phone and share them in real time with our friends. And most people thought we were crazy right? Most people said there's no way that's going to happen. But the timing of that was way ahead, right? There was no data plans. People didn't know how to send a picture. The cameras on the phone weren't even one megapixel cameras, right? And so um, what I learned through that is, you know, timing is extremely key. And when I was thinking about my next venture after the Intel days was, I want to build something that I feel the timing is right and you know although you can't control things like a global pandemic <laughs> or or the 2008 uh, economy collapse which you know I was in both cases building a business you can't control those things uh, and so you need to you need to be prepared for those things but you can control the timing at which you're launching the business so I think um, you know the big learning is you you, you can never control timing perfectly uh, but you can go after an opportunity that feels like the timing is right. And and in this environment uh, in, or this industry, the timing definitely seems uh, really, really solid. And then maybe the second point that I've learned in the past was yeah, as crazy as it sounds, when you're building a tech startup, you know, especially back in 06, when I was in, in the Valley, like you didn't worry about making money, right? It was, it was all about, you know, don't worry about making revenues, just you know, build a network and you know we'll figure out later. And and the same thing, what well, that was kind of the same thing when we built a password manager it was like we didn't have much revenue and it didn't matter, right? Yet you know, Intel acquired the company for a significant amount. This time around, I was like, I want to make money. Right. <laughs> I want there to be a paying customer and I want the paying customer to be right in the beginning. And uh and so that was one of the things that was very appealing with this space as well, whether you're going Direct a consumer like Ladder, or whether you're going to and be an enabler like Duck Creek or or Breathe Life. There's a there's actually a paying customer, which you know, oftentimes in in the tech universe is is strange. But I really really wanted that, and right. in this case, we're signing long term deals, right? These are three five year deals, sometimes ten year deals, and and that is something that I think is really really important.
1: So so you you mentioned that. You know, early on, um, you were in the Bay Area in San Francisco and the mindset there. Um, and now you're back in Montreal and you've built this business from Montreal. So, um, do do you think that 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 building this business in Montreal sort of has changed your your mindset at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, that is uh, that is a conversation that I've been entertaining since I came back to Montreal um <clears throat> you know a lot of entrepreneurs in Montreal they're like oh so difficult uh, I'm just going to move to San Francisco or the Bay Area or I'm just going to move to New York it's going to be so much easier there's there's more investors there's more people yep. blah, blah, and all that's bullshit like it's <laughs> true there are more investors and there are more entrepreneurs but there's more people fighting for that same capital and building a business is extremely painfully difficult no matter where you are, right? It's not about being in the hub uh, or not being in the hub. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, that for every challenge that you experience for building a business in Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver or New York or whatever, you have different sets of problems in San Francisco or New York, right? Uh, It's difficult everywhere. And, you know, the, the, the talent issue in, in in the Valley is like, it's a real issue. And you hire a top engineer and you know, the moment that you're not the next Facebook, they're gone, right? Yeah. Because you know that it's possible to be part of that type of thing. And so there are so many challenges doing it with, everywhere, whether it's the Valley or, or New York or Boston. Now, I do think there are some advantages in Montreal that are interesting, which doesn't mean it's easier, but there's some really really top talent in Montreal right there's more students per capita per capita than than Boston and a lot of people get surprised about that but really top universities including McGill which is you know uh one of the top schools uh you know in North America and uh and then there's all kinds of uh you know the 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 um creative angle which you know brought things like soleil and Montreal is one of the biggest AI hubs in the world. And, and guess what? It's dirt cheap to live in Montreal. So there's all kinds of uh, those types of um, advantages. Now, on the flip side of that, sure, there's talent, but there's not as many talent that has have been through the entire cycle of building, launching, exiting, and starting again, right? So it's just very different. and uh, And I think it's a question of, being able to recognize those differences and leverage the ones that, that that work to your advantage, and figure out other ways to to counter the those that you know have that, that you may not have a direct solution.
1: Um, but what what sort of strategies do you, do you use in your recruiting process to identify talent that um, is is, is going to be successful in a you know <coughs> fast paced high growth? environment and has that you know personal resilience to be able to go through the ups and downs of a startup
0: um that it was a a topic that we gave gave a lot of thought of um in the beginning because as i mentioned earlier like you think about insurance and most people like like i want to work for for shopify shopify is like sexy and it's fun right um so we the first thing we needed to do is, is, is really clearly communicate our, 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 purpose. Like why do we exist? Why do we matter? And our bet was if we, if we strongly communicate why we matter, people will latch to that because people want to contribute to something that provides real value. And, you know, I hate this notion of like saying we're, you know, we're trusting in humans, not doing anything about it. And so we actually put them on our website. We blogged about each one of our values and said, this is what this is what it means to be human that Breathe life. This is what it means to be trusting and proactive. And, and, and we can go through all the, the different values. But we we publicly blogged about that. It's live on our website. It's still there. And then we and then I was like, how do we make sure that we maintain that and we keep driving that home? And so uh, our year or annual reviews. One part of the annual review is actually based on the core values of of our business, and we we ask um, colleagues of the individual being evaluated to score their colleague based on on the five values of of the business. And so, my point here is, how do we recruit? Like, we're really showing the world uh, why we're doing this, what impact we have, and and people latch on to that. And they apply to the business, and they're like, "Hey, I read about your values. I like how you guys think. I want to be part of this." Part of the reason we were able to raise through the pandemic is precisely because of because of our 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 clarity in our in our purpose and why we're doing this, and on the opportunity.
1: So we're kind of uh, running up on time here a bit. And again, I appreciate. I know you're busy. Is there anything else I might have missed, or anything else you'd like to sort of convey on this session uh, before we wrap up?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'll maybe maybe my final comment would be that um, I think uh, you know in this pandemic there are there are life insurance carriers that will uh, shelter and like like try to reduce costs and sort of weather the storm. And there are others that are going to say, no, 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 this is perfect time to invest more and 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 transform and and go forward faster. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be to be uh, the ones who, who double down. But I think those are the ones that are going to win, and and we're going to be there to help them out.
1: Yeah. All right, great. Well, Ian, I appreciate your time. And again, it's Ian Jeffrey, co-founder and CEO of Breathe Life. And thanks very much for being with me today.
0: Thanks for having me, Josh. Really appreciate it.